Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. Live from Nick Boza's living room, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. Neither one of us holding out. We're here, Jana. We're here, but also if people want to throw a little money our way while doing this contract deal, we're totally open to that as well. <laughs> How are you feeling going into week one? Um, obviously, we should probably get this right out there for everyone since if it's your first time listening, again, where have you been the last 14 years? You've missed a lot of good stuff, but if it's your first stop, um, the Sherpa is a Giants fan, and I am unapologetically a Cowboys fan. So there's a bit of an undercurrent, especially on weeks when we play each other. So we're probably going to be a little more disagreeable than usual. So just prepare for that. Yeah, but how are you feeling going into this week? <laughs> I'm, I'm distracted, actually. I you, you may have seen this, too, but there's actually a manhunt going on in Yes, there is. Are you safe, by the way? (laughs) Oh, I'm totally safe, but my in-laws are right in the area where the search is going on, and they've been, you know, they're in a retirement community, and they've been uh, basically on lockdown since Thursday. So we tried to go visit them on Sunday, and uh, for obvious reasons, Mm -hmm. got turned away. But uh, anyway, it's, you know, um, it just kind of keeps football in perspective a little bit, but hopefully they catch the guy soon and... uh, I mean, he's yeah. been out here for like a freaking week already. I'm not sure why this is so hard. <laughs> well, I don't know. To be fair, I mean, he's if you remember the Eric Brain case back in 2014, the guy that shot a couple of Pennsylvania state troopers. It took them like a month and a half to find him. So if they could find this guy it does. in yeah. five or six days, that would actually elusive. be pretty impressive. So, yeah, one of our neighbors is a uh, Pennsylvania state trooper and he's talking to him a bit last night, just hoping that he's safe and doesn't have to go out there. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, you know, yeah. hopefully everybody involved uh, in the manhunt is, uh, ends up uh, safe and alive. That's that's what we're hoping. And now you all, anyone who's not in the greater Pennsylvania area, good news. You're now up to date on everything happening here. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never watched a true crime um show before a live stream or oh. anything in the last three days i've been pretty addicted to this one in particular that i won't yes. get into here because Love it's a football that. show but still <laughs> yeah. my first time we're going to be taking a hard week. pivot into true crime in the off season guys i can just smell it we're getting there <laughs> uh, yeah, that, you might be doing that show yourself that's all right <laughs> got enough thoughts on it but um, we yeah. we do have a lot going on, and hopefully no escaped convicts in our general area for at least the remainder of the show. That would really put a crimp in our style here. It's week one, guys. We got a lot to go over. We got a lot going on here. Um, obviously, everyone's going to be playing this week. You're hopefully you were either drafted or you were drafting even at this current moment, like I am. Um, and we'll get you ready for if you still need That's to draft your team, work. you've got options. If you've got your team and, you know, maybe Travis Kelsey went down with an injury today, we can help you fix it. So we're going to take you through all the news and notes from the week, the season that was. So uh, we'll go through give you all of your big-name injuries. We'll give you some waiver wire options. Sherpa will save your day. I'm the doom and gloom, and he is the ray of sunshine here. And then we'll go through and take a look at positional breakdowns, who to start, who to sit, um, who we are going to, you know, 
pretty much disagree on all of. <laughs> Pick now which way you're drafting and which side you're on, but we'll give you a lot of good intel there. We're going to give you predictions for all the games. We've also got daily fantasy uh, picks for you towards the end of the show. So everything you could need to dominate your league in any fashion, be it one day, season-long, dynasty, whatever it is, we've got you covered. So in the meantime, we'll be with you every Tuesday night. Normally at 8 o'clock, we're a little too excited this week. We had to start at 7.30. Um, we'll be here from 8 to 9 on a normal week. And you can find us all week long, all over social media. We're on Twitter at the number 4, or I guess we call it X now, the number 4 THN Inches Show. That's the number 4 THN Inches Show. And you can find us on uh, Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And you can email us as well at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. Wherever you are, you can find us. And then if you're looking for us beyond that, you can find Sherpa at fantasy underscore Sherpa. And I'm at jkim16. You can figure out who's who there. But in the meantime, where would you like to start, Sherpa? How are you feeling in the world? Do you want to start with injuries and get all the bad out of the way first? Sure. All right. Uh, I'll watch hold on. I'm going to make a pick real quick here. I, I'm sure anyone listening to this, <clears throat> I know Sherpa, experiences this as well. All the well-meaning people in your life that aren't really football fans or, like, really understand how fantasy football works, you know, those, like, normal people out in the world, they always at the last minute call you being like, hey, so I, I signed up for this draft and, like, I don't really know what to do. And all of a sudden, you got to come in and save the day and try to try to put something together with very little notice. That's where we're at here now. Um, okay, second second pick in. Now I can think about injuries here for a hot minute. So I'm currently drafting. Uh, probably shouldn't name him since I think people he works with listens to this, but drafting a killer team here named Little Giants for someone else in my world. <laughs> Does that person happen to be a Giants fan or no? They're they're actually not. I'm pretty sure it's just one of the few football referenced movies they've ever seen. Not so up on the okay. football, which what are you going to do? <laughs> anyway. It's a little less know, obvious we, than if he had called his team Remember the Titans. Well, he that's where he went to high school. He went to T.C. Williams where they filmed the movie. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah, that that actually would have been pretty on the nose. Um, so far, he's got two good running backs. That's Saquon and uh, Josh Jacobs. So he's going to be hopefully very pleased with this. I think he's mostly pleased he's not having to draft. But we do have some injuries. I'm going to keep this as concise as humanly possible because right now everyone is either undisclosed or banged up. we got a couple guys on IR. Let's here are the people that are really going to impact your life in, in the immediate future. We'll deal with the rest later. Um, but looking at it team by team, out in Arizona, I don't know if you've been living under a rock, but you might have heard Kyler Murray is on the physically unable to play list after still needing time to recover from last year's knee surgery, which means he's going to be out at least the four weeks of this season. <clears throat> Beyond that, I don't know. Neither does Kyler, apparently. Um, tight end Zach Ertz is questionable. He's coming off the ACL, MCL uh, tear and repairs at the last third of last season. But looks like he's on track. He has a pretty good chance of playing. If he doesn't this week, I feel like next week he will. But it seems that he's trending to playing week one. We're here for that. 
Running back Marlon Mack, not playing week one or at all this year. He signed with Arizona in the beginning of August and promptly tore his Achilles tendon three days later, which is terrible. Um, not the shortest run, but definitely not what either of the sides were looking for. So the, the running back situation continues to stay in flux. Down in Atlanta, listen, guys, I'm contemplating potentially picking you to win a game at some point this season, but we need to see a little something here. Right now, running back Cordero Patterson is questionable for this week with what they're calling a soft tissue injury. He is not practicing. He basically has a bruise or a strain. It's nothing serious, but is it serious enough to slow him down? It might be. So you're going to have to keep an eye on him as the week goes on. Another one to keep an eye on is cornerback Jeff Okuda. He was acquired from Detroit in the offseason, which I don't think we're really talking about because it was a very good move. He got carted off from practice with an ankle injury a couple of weeks back. He is back at practice today, fully practicing, and they're hoping, barring any unexpected setbacks, issues between now and then, he's going to be good to go for Sunday. In Baltimore, we're running into a little less certainty, but tight end Mark Andrews has missed the last several practices with an undisclosed injury. It is truly undisclosed. No one seems to really know what it is, but... They say he's going to practice tomorrow and we're not ready to hit the panic button just yet. I'm a little more ready to hit the panic button, but let's see what happens tomorrow. It looks like he's planning on playing this week unless tomorrow does not go well. So Wednesday's your day to decide, Mark Andrews. Backup quarterback Tyler Huntley is dealing with a hamstring injury. He's questionable, mostly just noting that because Lamar Jackson last couple of seasons has not been able to stay healthy for any length of time. We're hoping that changes this year, but just in case you know what's out there. Um, also, cornerback Marlon Humphrey, a big part of that defense, is still recovering from foot surgery and is, quote, on schedule, not practicing yet. So he's probably not playing this week, but he will in the weeks to come. In Buffalo, running back Naheem Hines, I'm sure you've heard. If not, I'm really sorry to be the one to tell you this. He is not going to be playing this season after suffering a season-ending knee injury after a jet ski accident got away and hit him in the knee in the water. Real freak thing, but he will not be uh, under center at any point in time for the Buffalo Bills this year. Also, linebacker, ooh, I was Southern there for a second, Von Miller is on the physically unable to perform list coming back from his ACL surgery at the end of last year. They think after four weeks he should be good to go, but we will see. Down in Carolina, uh, wide receiver DJ Chark is dealing with a hamstring injury. His goal is to play this week. I think that's everyone's goal. Um, But he seems to feel like he's got a pretty good chance of actually playing this week. Running back Miles Sanders dealing with a groin injury. He is has a long, long history with soft tissue injuries. He's questionable. He says he will absolutely be playing this week. I absolutely believe he will. I don't know if he plays through a whole game. Kicker Eddie Pinheiro, because I know Sherpa loves when we talk about kickers, he is questionable. He's dealing with a groin injury. He's practicing, not kicking anything further than 40 yards right now, so I'm not feeling really good about his status for this weekend, but keep an eye on it. And wide receiver Terrace Marshall Jr. is dealing with a back injury. He is not practicing right now. We're going to wait and see how that goes, but hopefully not someone you need in your lineup week one unless you're in a very deep dynasty league. (laughs) But in Chicago, they're already in midseason form. We're losing uh, wide receivers left and right. Uh, Punt returner wide receiver Dante Pettis went on IR today. 
with an undisclosed injury. He did have a non-football injury earlier in the season, the preseason when he was signed, which also was undisclosed. So I'm not entirely sure what we're dealing with yet or how long this will take, but he's not going to be on the field for the next four weeks. Wide receiver Chase Claypool, however, is dealing with a hamstring injury and it looks like he is on track to play this week. So some good, some bad there. In Cincinnati, quarterback Joe Burrow had the most dramatic calf strain I've ever seen in my life this offseason. Um, I just, I'm personally overthinking and talking about it, so I'm really glad that he is, quote, day-to-day going into today, and hopefully we'll just get out there and we can be done with this. He spends a lot of off-seasons, a little dinged up, doesn't play a whole lot of preseason games, usually comes out and has a barn burner week one, so we're on track for that. One thing that may slow him down a little bit, Tackle Lyle Collins still on the pup list after season-ending knee surgery, and tackle Cody Ford is questionable with a concussion. So we're going to be looking at second stringers here protecting him. Uh, I hope the calf is good enough to run fast. In Cleveland, uh, really the only one of note here, cornerback Denzel Ward is dealing with a concussion. He's still in the protocol, not practicing, not looking great, unless he really rallies in the next day or two. So just something to keep an eye on on that defense. Down in Dallas, well, I'm sure you've heard (laughs) lots of things here. Um, Notably that they traded for Trey Lance without telling both their head coach and starting quarterback. That's not at all dysfunctional. Um, Not sure entirely how or what his purpose is going to be here, but there we are. We're going to find out. Uh, More pressing, I think, is tackle Tyler Smith, who's been questionable with hamstring injury. He should play. That will help keep people alive on the field. Uh, They are likely going to be without defensive end Sam Williams and safety Donovan Wilson with toe and calf injuries respectively. They're both now practicing in Denver. They unfortunately also are in mid-season form with the rash of wide receiver injuries going on. Tim Tim Patrick tore his Achilles at the beginning of August. This season's essentially over. And Jerry Judy suffered a strain hamstring while working out and during the game it just seems to keep getting exacerbated um he's practicing not really with the team just kind of on his own it's not looking great for him playing this week i'm not even sure if next week's a sure thing but keep an eye on it in detroit it's notable that quarterback hendon hooker is on the reserve non-football injury list remember he is coming off that knee injury that he sustained in college which is why it's a non-football injury list for nfl purposes It's going to be longer than four weeks. We're talking more like months until he's ready, but the team has decided to stick with just Jared Goff and Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback after Nate Sudfeld, who would have been the QB3, tore his ACL in the final preseason game this week and went on IR today. So they're running two quarterbacks unless something catastrophic happens. In Houston, only real fantasy note here, tight end Brevin Jordan's practicing. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury. They're calling him questionable, but it looks like he's got a good chance of playing this week. Out in Indianapolis, uh, it's been Jonathan Taylor all the time, unfortunately. He's still not playing, still on the pup list, still dealing with a, I guess, ankle injury is what we're calling it, and still couldn't find a trade partner. So everyone's still cranky. Things are not feeling good out there. Um they're actively working out running backs. They had James Robinson in this week. They offered a contract to Kareem Hunt. He did not accept it. Um, they're still making calls. Running back Zach Moss came back to practice. He's coming back from a broken arm and, quote, progressing well. I don't know if that means he's going to be well enough to play this week, but they are going running back by committee. 
Also worried about uh, Shaq Leonard still in the concussion protocol. That defense really needs him out there. He is very questionable going into this week. Tight end Jelani Woods is dealing with a hamstring injury. He was put on IR, as was tight end Ricky Seals-Jones with a foot injury. And wide receiver Ashton Doolin's year is over after tearing his ACL. The Jaguars, I mean, for all their all their their offseason, uh, the way their season ended and, and beyond, are actually in a pretty good spot. They're pretty healthy right now. And I guess from there, we probably need to take a look at the <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not sure if you've heard uh, at all this week, this afternoon, about one Travis Kelsey. He hyperextended his knee towards the end of practice. They are saying they've done testing. They think the ACL is intact and, you know, they're they're going to take it as it comes. But Thursday is very much in doubt. So when last week when Sherpa and I were telling you not to draft him in the first round, not to draft him number one overall, it's not that we knew this would happen, but, like, this is something that could happen. <laughs> Tight end Jody Forster is dealing with a shoulder injury. He's on IR. Wide receiver Kadarius Tony is limited with a hamstring injury. Cornerback Legarius Sneed has been limited with a knee injury. That would be uh, certainly a hold to fill on the defense if he didn't play. And defensive tackle Chris Jones is still holding out despite the Kelsey Brothers podcast plea for him to come back. Uh, he has still not shown up to camp and does not seem like he's inclined to do that anytime soon. Uh, out in Vegas, despite the quarterback carousel, they are looking pretty healthy. The Chargers' biggest injury we're dealing with right now is tight end Donald Parham Jr. It's an undisclosed injury. He's doing individual drills, which says he's not as close to being ready to play as maybe he needs to be for this week. So keep an eye on his Wednesday and Thursday practices. The Rams on the other side of town, um, big issue here is Cooper Cup is not with the team because he's in Minnesota seeing a hamstring specialist, which is not what you want to hear for your number one wide receiver. And for a wide receiver, a lot of you guys have number one on your team. Um, I'm a little more worried about that than I think some other people are. They're calling him day-to-day. I, I don't see how this has a happy ending in its current incarnation. They're also taking some hits at linebacker and offensive tackle, putting a few guys on IR again today. So they're a little they're a little thin there, but I think they'll be all right. In Miami, running back Jeff Wilson Jr. is on IR. He should return week five from his knee injury, according to his agent. Take that for what you will. Cornerback Jalen Ramsey, also on IR with his knee injury. Running back Slav Ma'amin is dealing with a head injury. He's not practicing, doesn't look good for this week. But Wide receiver Jalen Waddle. he's got an abdomen issue. He is feeling good and planning to play this week, so there is some happy ending there in Miami. In Minnesota, tight end TJ Hawk has been dealing with lower back issues over the last couple of weeks. He was at practice, almost fully participated. I think he's trending in the right direction, so I think he's a go in your lineup this week. Down in New England, uh, or I guess north in New England, wide receiver Devontae Parker is dealing with an undisclosed injury. He's questionable, but he wasn't practiced, so I'm sensing this is not something serious. Tyquan Thornton is dealing with a much more serious issue. He's got a shoulder uh, injury that landed him on IR. And tight end Mike Gusecki, friend of the show, no longer in a red non-contact jersey with that shoulder injury, so he should be able to go this week. We'll see how it how the tight end setup looks, but maybe we'll get little classic two tight end set all day long from the Patriots. We'd love that. In New Orleans, tight end Taysom Hill is no longer listed as a tight end. He's officially questionable with an oblique injury and listed as quarterback number three on the depth chart. So if you're keeping score at home, he's now a quarterback again. 
Wide receiver Trey Smith is dealing with a groin injury. He's not going to play this week. Backup quarterback Jameis Winston is dealing with a wrist injury. He's not practicing. He is officially questionable. And running back Eno Benjamin ruptured his Achilles earlier this month. He is going to be done for the year. Tried to get a little more running back by committee there, and that didn't work out so well. In New York, Sherpa's Giants, pretty pretty healthy. That's a good thing. Wide receiver Wandale Robinson mm-hmm. is dealing with a knee injury. He was reinstated off the pup list and is planning to play week one. And old Tommy Sweeney, who's probably on no one's fantasy roster but mine, <laughs> went on the non-football injury list after collapsing at practice two weeks ago. Had a medical event. They're calling him stable. Um, what that all means, we don't know. Means he's not going to play this week, though. That I can tell you. Beyond that, uh, I don't know if you've heard anything about the Jets this off season. A little show called Hard Knocks followed them around and tried to make Aaron Rodgers look like a human being and likable. Whether or not they succeeded, I'm not sure. But we do, we do know that running back Brees Hall is officially questionable, but will play Week One with that knee injury. Alan Lazard, a wide receiver, is dealing with a shoulder injury. He was a limited practice today. He's listed as questionable. He is going to play this week as well. In Philadelphia, uh, their starters are all pretty healthy. Um, a couple of guys dinged up. Linebacker Hassan Reddick is dealing with a torn thumb ligament. He's going to keep playing. Fletcher Cox has a short, a sore knee. He's going to play through that. Wide receiver Kez Watkins is dealing with a hamstring injury. He's been limited at practice, so keep an eye on that in a deeper league. In Pittsburgh, defensive tackle Cam Hayward did not play in a preseason finale. We're hoping that's more of a maintenance thing and not indicating anything to come. Out in San Francisco, tight end George Kittle. This groin injury has come back from the past. This seems to be a reoccurring issue here. Uh, Looks like he is in danger, an actual real danger of missing week one. So please keep an eye on that and have a plan B. You must have a plan B for him in your lineup. Defensive end Nick Bosa is still holding out. Doesn't look like he's going to show back up before this week. And Brock Purdy, remember, going to be your starter week one after that elbow injury at the end of the year. Had surgery and he's back faster, better than ever. Um, So things are going well for him there. Beyond that, in Seattle, a little banged up. Most notably, Jackson Smith and Jigba, the wide receiver, rookie wide receiver, uh, who Broke his wrist, is participating in practice Monday. He's questionable. It looks like he's going to try to play, but we'll see what happens. Um, running back Kenny McIntosh, he's questionable with a knee injury. Not looking great for him to be available week one. This is very much going to be a running back by committee again. Um, they also lost a couple of defensive tackles and linebackers to IR, dealing with uh, a few few other lesser names, not less important, but the Cody Thompsons of the world are hopefully not going to impact your fantasy team too terribly much this this week. He is questionable with a shoulder injury, though. In Tampa Bay, we've got running back Chase Edmonds questionable. He is also playing the undisclosed card. He seems to be on track to play. Again, we're not entirely sure what the injury is, so it's hard to say whether or not it's going to go. At Wide receiver Mike Evans has a groin injury, but the most news he's making is that he's not planning on talking about his contract anymore. They weren't able to get an agreement. He's a little cross, but he's going to play football for that. Um, Center Ryan Jensen is going to miss the entire year with a knee injury. That's a big hit for them. 
And also just keep an eye on safety Antoine Winfield Jr. They're hopeful he's going to be ready for this week, but not positive. Again, another undisclosed injury. Um, down in Tennessee, we've got we've got a few things going on, a few, a few new quarterbacks, a few new faces. Um, but for the most part, pretty healthy. Tight end Josh Weil is dealing with an ankle injury. He left the last preseason game. He's questionable. Uh, wide receiver Kyle Phillips has put on IR with a knee injury. Again, these are guys that are going to be on a very, very deep roster. Beyond that, you're looking at a couple of defensive players in Washington. little more to be concerned about here, specifically with Terry McLaurin. He's progressing from turf toe. They're saying it's day-to-day, but we're also hearing he's in danger of not playing this week. So have a plan B there. Defensive end Chase Young is still progressing in his recovery, still not cleared for contact, so we will not see him on the field this week. Wide receiver Dax Line is dealing with a groin injury, not practicing. Uh, we're hoping that changes very soon. And tight end Logan Thomas is working on his calf injury, looking to have uh, a major role this year, but it looks like he's on track to be out there for week one, barring any kind of setback. So barring any setbacks, that is the end of the injury report for you, Sherpa. So we have some holes without even playing a game that might need to be filled here. Do we have viable waiver wire options? Um, we do, but I just, I'm always in awe that you can do that seemingly without taking a breath, and maybe we should just uh, <laughs> rename the podcast Barring Further Setbacks, but in honor of your injury report. Or maybe my we should, life motto and we just should day-to-day. make that a second podcast. <laughs> Day to day, so um, sure. So now, what I've done here, you know, there haven't been too many injuries after people's drafts. So most of the major injuries you probably knew about before your draft, unless you were drafting really early in the summer, or unless you had you know, the misfortune of driving, drafting Travis Kelsey in the last day or two. But anyway, um, some running backs on the waiver wire who were owned in fewer than 50% of Yahoo leagues and therefore might be available in your league regardless of what platform you play on. But I'm looking at uh, Tank Bigsby. Actually, I'll just start with my favorite. My favorite is probably Chuba Hubbard in Carolina. Just as you mentioned before, Miles Sanders has had durability Mm -hmm. issues, and I know it's year one of a big contract, and I'm sure he's anxious to do well, and Carolina is anxious to have him out there. But his you know, track record would suggest he's not going to stay healthy for, for too long. So um, Chuba Hubbard, if you've got uh, you know, room at the end of your bench, might be a running back stash. Um, other potential running back stashes, Tank Bigsby with Jacksonville, Deion Jackson, Kendry Miller, Gus Edwards, Deuce Vaughn, Roshan Johnson, Tajay Spears, Ty Chandler, Kyron Williams, and Keontae Ingram are all guys that uh, – or on my radar for your watch lists. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I fully agree with that. Yeah, you covered, you covered them. I have nothing to add. <laughs> okay. Um, my receiver wise, probably my favorite there is a bit of a homer pick, but it's Darius Slayton, still nominally the number one wide receiver for the Giants, although in essence, Darren Waller is now their number one wide receiver. Uh, much in the same way that Travis Kelsey, when he's healthy, is the Chiefs' number one wide receiver. But anyway, um, other guys that are widely available that I think could contribute something to your fantasy team this year, uh, Jamison Williams is 
going to be out for six weeks because of his gambling suspension. But uh, when he comes yeah. back, he'll rejoin a, a talented Detroit offense. Tyler Boyd, Rashi Rice, Marvin Mims Jr., Van Jefferson, who could be the de facto number one uh, wide receiver for the Rams this year, although that might not be saying much. Uh, Jalen Hyatt, yeah. high ceiling play, rookie with the Giants. Jonathan Mingo, um, another rookie wide receiver who's with Carolina and gets to team up with Bryce Young. K.J. Osborne, nominally the number two wide receiver in Minnesota. Now, although you know, Jordan Addison could have something to say about that. And then uh, Wandale Robinson, who uh, looked pretty good last year when he was healthy, but unfortunately wasn't healthy for very long. So those are some wide receivers I have my eye on. Yeah, that was was an ongoing theme there. Guys just couldn't stay healthy for any length of time. You'll notice that Cole Beasley did not make my watch list. I'm shocked, but you know what? He always resurfaces. We're never truly rid of Cole Beasley. (laughs) Whack a coal. <laughs> so, um, continuing on to quarterbacks, uh, the two that I that are widely available that I, you know, actually I'll, I'll throw three on the three logs on this fire, but uh, three that I'm keeping an eye on right now: um, Derek Carr with the Saints. I think that was an underappreciated and underrated signing this off season. Uh, Bryce Young with. Carolina, he's obviously not getting quite the publicity that Anthony Richardson is in Indianapolis, but I think he could potentially be a more effective NFL quarterback. And then Jordan Love, you know, blow the dust off him and see what he's got after four years. But, uh, you know, the reports from their practices sound pretty promising. And, you know, let's see how he does in a game. But uh, he's he's somebody else. Those three, I think, are – probably the ones that I would uh, be looking to stash early in the season. If you have an IR spot, Kyler Murray, uh, I think they're going to put him back in the lineup and showcase him, even if you're of the opinion that uh, Caleb Williams is going to be Arizona's quarterback next year. I think it stands to reason that as soon as Kyler Murray is back, they'll try to showcase him, build up his uh, trade value for the offseason much as they did uh, yeah. a few years ago with Josh Rosen under a different regime. But uh, anyway, some other quarterbacks to consider if you have need and have room. Kenny Pickett with Pittsburgh, Sam Howell with uh, Washington, Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield, C.J. Stroud, and Desmond Ritter. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you there. Okay, um, tight end-wise, a couple of guys on my radar, Gerald Everett, with the Chargers, he's probably only going to be the third or fourth option at best. Actually, fourth or fifth if I count Austin Eckler. But, um, you yeah, know, he's somebody you know, who could have a, a size, a, you know, a reasonable role and figures to be a pretty you know, high-powered offense with a couple of wide oh, receivers sure. that uh, have trouble staying healthy. And then uh, Luke Musgrave in Green Bay, which is also part of the bet that Jordan Love will be better than advertised. Um, some others, Juwan Johnson, Jake Ferguson, Dawson Knox, Michael Meyer, Herb Smith, Hayden Hurst, and Trey McBride, who uh, figures to be getting an opportunity sooner rather than later with uh, Zach Ertz's ongoing uh, injury concerns. Yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to get healthy so bad. It's not happening yet, but we'll get there. <laughs> 
and some defenses if you're the kind of person like me that uh, likes to pick defenses toward the end of your draft or maybe even not draft one in leagues where that's permitted and just stream them off the waiver wire from week to week. Some suggestions for this week would be Green Bay on the road against Chicago, Jacksonville on the road at Indianapolis, Seattle hosting the Rams, Minnesota hosting Tampa Bay, and Las Vegas on the road at Denver. Those are all widely available defenses that if you um, punted on defenses during your draft or just didn't give much thought to who you picked, those are some options you may want to consider streaming for week one. Yeah, yeah. Those are, I mean, there's, there's, right now it's nice because you've got good options on the waiver wire because you don't know who's good yet. <laughs> no, that's true. So speaking it of uh, not knowing who's good yet, shall we uh, venture into the waters of some top ten lists for uh, positions this week? Let's get wild. Look at running backs. All right. Um, just starting off with running backs, my top ten for this week, I'll go with Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, J.K. Dobbins, Travis Etienne, Alexander Madison, Dalvin Cook, Raheem Mostert, and Isaiah Pacheco. So I'm sure we disagree okay. on more than we agree, but who's on your list? Hey, this, it wouldn't be a show otherwise. <laughs> um, I've got Austin Eckler and Christian McCaffrey at the top of my list. Bijan Robinson, Tony Pollard, and Saquon rounding out the uh, top five. Derek Henry checking in, Josh Jacobs, Travis Etienne, Nick Chubb, and Joe Mixon. Some notable names not there. We have four or five that uh, overlapped. Uh, you'll be glad it's to know we're in mid-season. Yes. <laughs> we're in mid-season form because uh, Derek Henry is actually at the top of my avoid list for this week. Um, Perfect. Others on my avoid list are Ramondra Stevenson, Ezekiel Elliott, Damian Pierce, James Conner, Najee Harris, Cam Akers, Javante Williams, Rashad White, and uh, whoever starts for Indianapolis this week, be that Zach Moss or Deion Jackson. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of this running back by committee and all that. It's just ugh. I agree with you there. Um, I've got Javante Williams on my list. I'm just not entirely sure what this Denver offense is going to look like. Uh, James Cook checking in, as well as Samadji P. Ryan. Uh, obviously, I'm not real high on what Denver's doing. Khalil Herbert in Chicago, A.J. Dillon, DeAndre Swift, Deion Jackson, Brees Hall, Rashad Penny. I, again, another running back by committee situation that doesn't make any sense in Philadelphia. Uh, Zach Charbonnet in Seattle. I'm high on him, but not week one. And Devin Singletary in Houston, Elijah Mitchell out in San Francisco. Staying away from him. Okay. How about um, wide receivers? Who do you like this week? Like Justin Jefferson. Kind of hard not to. (laughs) Tyree Kill checking in, as well as Jamar Chase. Um, T.D. Lamb, Devontae Adams, Amon Ross St. Brown, Garrett Wilson, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, and Stefan Diggs. And I think I'm missing a number 10 here. I'm going with Chris Olave in New Orleans. So you'll be happy to know that our top three, we have the same top three, although in slightly different order, and then picks four through 10, uh, no overlap. So it should be fine. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I think your list is pro- 
probably a bit more intuitive than mine, but uh, hear me out. So I have Jamar Chase um, at one, Justin Jefferson two, Tyreek Hill three. So we you have the same top three, I'll be slightly different order. I've got T. Higgins, Rashad Bateman, Calvin Ridley, Darius Slayton, Jalen Waddell, Odell Beckham, and Christian Kirk rounding out my top ten. And honorable mentions to uh, K.J. Osborne and then two rookie wide receivers, Jordan Addison and Zay Flowers. I can take, get on with that. That seems all right. I don't have too much beef with it, but, like, again, our lists are going in different directions, <laughs> which is fine. It's the story of our show. So um, how about uh, wide receivers who are you trying to stay away from this week? Um, I'm staying away from pretty much everyone in Arizona, Rondell Moore at all. I'm staying away from DJ Chark and Nico Hollins, Traylon Burks, Gabe Davis in Buffalo, Jordan Addison, Juju Smith-Schuster, Michael Gallup, um, Kadarius Toney, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Zay Jones, yeah, I'm I'm not sold on a lot of guys just yet. Okay. Some of the guys on my avoid list this week include Chris Godwin, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Pittman, Marquise Brown, Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson, Nico Collins, and Traylon Burks overlap with your list. Alec Pierce and George Pickens, and I'll give my first dishonorable mention of the season to Robert Woods. Ooh. Dishonorable mention, checking in already. <laughs> yeah. it's, oh, it's a pretty low blow to get a dishonorable mention on, from the show. It is. So right off the bat. Shifting over, um, shifting over hmm. to quarterback, then I have Lamar Jackson as my top-rated quarterback for week one. Patrick Mahomes, yep. Kirk Cousins, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones, and Geno Smith rounding out my top ten. How much uh, overlap do we have? Um, we've got we've got some. We've got a little bit. Uh, believe it or not, I I have Kirk Cousins at number two on my list. This is the highest. This will probably never happen again. So we should maybe frame it and send it to his family. But I've got Lamar Jackson at one, like you as well. Kirk Cousins at two. I have Dak Prescott all the way up at three. I don't, like, even as a Cowboys fan, I don't love that, but I just think statistically I think it's actually the right move. Um, Patrick Mahomes checking in at four. If Travis Kelsey's knee wasn't in doubt, I might have ranked him a little higher, but I also don't love the matchup, and it's on Thursday night. I can't impress on you enough how weird Thursday night games always are. Um, Jalen Hurts rounding out my top five, followed by Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Geno Smith, and Justin Herbert. Okay. Um, my tend to avoid for the quarterbacks. I'll start with a uh, rookie in Indianapolis, Anthony Richardson, who we alluded to before. Kenny Pickett, mm-hmm. another rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud down in Houston. And that rookie quarterback and Russell Wilson in Denver, Ryan Tannehill, Matthew Stafford, another decidedly non-rookie quarterback, Baker Mayfield, Mac Jones, Desmond Ritter, and Joshua Dobbs rounding out my uh, tend to avoid this week. Not giving, not giving Desmond Ritter and the boys any love <laughs> to make up for the fact that I'm never going to pick No. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the same that, names be here. Uh, more unbelievable than uh, than uh, Kirk Cousins if Desmond Ritter ever makes your recommended list. Uh, 
I'm, yeah, I'm we like should probably have me checked at that point because things are not going well for me in life. Uh, <laughs> I've got Russell Wilson. Uh, don't call him Russ Inc. because he needs to worry less about his brand and being a corporation and more about being a football player, according to his head coach. Um, so doesn't sound like things are on a good track there. Also, Anthony Richardson, this is a terrible defense to go up against for your first time. Sorry about that, buddy. Matthew Stafford, I don't love that Cooper Cup's hurt, and I don't love that his wife keeps going on her podcast talking about how nobody wants to be his friend. Um, Jordan Love, we have no idea what will happen there. Same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, a lot of new faces and new places. Baker Mayfield, Kenny Pickett, Josh Dobbs, Desmond Ritter at all. Just There are very much the haves and the have-nots when it comes to the quarterback list here. Well, maybe uh, Matthew Stafford could deliver pizzas or do something like that to make some friends. I, I mean, he's got to do something. Apparently, like he just feels old and nobody wants to hang out with him, and it's just tragic. We don't we don't need yeah. that for him. So, uh, tight end wise, who do you like? Um, well, I'm liking Travis Kelsey a whole lot less than I did earlier. Um, I, I really am putting him on my avoid list at this point. Even if he decides he's going to play, I don't want to start him. So Mark Andrews becomes my de facto number one here. And I've got Darren Waller at two, TJ Hawkinson at three, Kyle Pitts at four, Dallas Goddard at five. And then going down the line, I've got George Kittle, who, again, is questionable. He could go either way, but if he plays, I'm still throwing him on the field. He's going to get plenty of looks. Evan Ingram, Tyler Higby, and Pat Fryermuth, and Cole Komet, believe it or not. So we actually have the exact same three, uh, top three in the exact same order. So um, just in case you've forgotten, uh, Mark Andrews is at the top of the list, Darren Waller two, TJ Hawkinson three. I've got Evan Engram fourth, David Njoku, Noah Font, Gerald Everett, Dallas Goddard, Irv Smith Jr., and Jake Ferguson. That should make you happy uh, rounding out my top ten. And uh, how about your avoid list for tight ends? Um, Staying away from Logan Thomas, normally I would have him more in purgatory, but I I just honestly don't know what this offense is going to look like. I'm not willing to take the chance there. There's better options. Dalton Kincaid in Buffalo, Irv Smith Jr. in Cincinnati, Dawson Knox. Just stay away from Buffalo tight ends altogether. I just don't think this is a great matchup for that. The Jets play tight ends pretty well. Noah Font in Seattle, Tyler Conklin, not Ty Conklin, um, Jawan Johnson, Gerald Everett, Sam Laporta. And I, it hurts me to do it, but I don't love the matchup for Dalton Schultz this week. Really love him, just not not this week. Okay, so I've got Travis Kelsey at the top of my list. Uh, Kyle Pitts, who is on your recommended list, is on my avoid list. Pat Firemuth, Dalton Schultz, Chiga Conquo, Tyler Higby, Sam Laporta, Zach <clears throat> Kate Otten, and Trey McBride, and some dishonorable mentions to uh, Kylan Granson, uh, the Adam Troutman-Greg Dulcich combo, and the Hunter Henry-Mike Kosicki combo. Sorry. Oh, oh. You know, so I left him in purgatory. It was not going to be on the avoid list. <laughs> Something's going to happen. I, I did notice that, yes. <laughs> well, here we are, mid-season forum. Get used to it, people. 
So, so um, we're down to your favorite. To yes. No, we're not doing uh, <laughs> kickers. So um, defense. No, I lost. I lost I that like. battle about six seasons ago. <laughs> yeah, no more kickers um, on this show. Um, with drag. So. <laughs> um, so my top ten for defenses this week. Defenses I would want to start are Washington, Baltimore. New Orleans, Seattle, Jacksonville, Minnesota, the 49ers, the Raiders, Philadelphia, and Kansas City. And I'll throw uh, Carolina an honorable mention there, too. So how many did we agree on? There you go. An honorable mention, no tears or fears. You're, you're, really, you're giving everyone a little something this week. I like it. The softer Sherpa. Um, I've got the Ravens at the top of my list, followed by the Commanders, even if they are a little dinged up. Um, Cowboys, 49ers, the Eagles, the Jaguars, Falcons, Steelers, Vikings, and the Saints rounding out my top ten. Okay. And as far as defenses I'm trying to avoid would be Houston, Detroit, Cleveland, Tampa Bay, the Chargers, Indianapolis, Dallas, sorry, uh, the Rams, Miami, and <laughs> the Giants, sorry to myself. <laughs> sorry to myself. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so who's um, on your avoid list for defense? We have, we have some overlap, yes. Uh, the Dolphins made my list. The Giants made my list. Sorry about that. Um, along with the Chiefs, I'm not – not feeling good about Monday night or Thursday night games. I just don't. Prove me wrong, universe. Uh, the Bengals also checking in. The Seahawks, Broncos, Bears, Browns, Bills, and the Panthers. So the Lions were not on your list, correct? Correct. So should I infer from that that you're, um, this is a nice segue into the game predictions, but should I infer from that that you're picking uh, Detroit over Kansas City? I think that that's a safe assumption. <laughs> We're back in midseason form again. So here, here's the thing. If you'd asked me this yesterday, before the Travis Kelsey injury, I would have been a more on the fence about it. But look at every Thursday night game we had last season. Every single one was not what it was supposed to be. Some of them were almost unwatchable. I think this one will be higher scoring. I think there's more action. And granted, Patrick Mahomes is 5-0 in his career starting the season, and isn't that great. But he doesn't have a security blanket. We've got some guys that are dinged up. Detroit's coming in hungry. I mean, hopefully they're not eating kneecaps like, you know, Motor City Dan Campbell wants us to think. But they're coming in hungry. They've got some new pieces. They look good in the preseason for whatever that's worth. I think they come in, they steal this 31-28. All right, I'm going to go the other way on this. Um, I, you're going to use a brain, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I went back and forth on this. So, yeah, it was a part of me that would like to see Detroit win, but Kansas City, I just think, you know, Patrick Mahomes is the, you know, the guy that, you know, I would put my chips on for this particular game, even without Travis Kelsey. I think, you know, who knows whether – it's Kadarius Tony or Marquez Valdez Scantling or you know Isaiah Pacheco. Somebody he's 
I just have confidence in him that Something he's going to happen. find a way and that Kansas City you know, won't have much of a Super Bowl hangover. So I'm going to go with them uh, in a fairly comfortable margin. I'll say Kansas City 34, Detroit 24, even if they have to rely on their run game more than usual. Maybe. maybe. We're going to find out. I'm, I mean, granted, we're all, like, filming at the mouth. We haven't had football in months. Like, we're all going to watch this anyway. But it should be an interesting game, just. I don't know which weird quirk's going to come out to play on Thursday night because it'll be there. <laughs> How about so the Sunday, to... as I like to call them, morning games, or the rest of the world calls them early games? <laughs> yeah. So for the first early game, we've got the Carolina at Atlanta. Atlanta should be a lot more fun to watch this year with rookie running back Bijan Robinson, uh, Carolina, yeah. you know, starting a couple of rookies, uh, notably. Um, you know, their rookie quarterback and wide receiver. Um, so, you know, between um, Bryce Young and um, yeah, Jonathan Mingo, you know, I think they'll get a good start. Atlanta, I'm not sold on their defense yet, but uh, we'll see. Maybe they're better than I think. But uh, Carolina, I think, you know, one game, I think they'll be able to control the game for the most part. I still think they have a little more talent than Atlanta does and. Well, I could see Atlanta winning this. I'll go with Carolina by field goal. I'll say 27-24. I'm going Carolina 23-17. I'm going to continue my streak against picking against the Falcons until they prove me wrong. And I believe me, I'm high on B. John Robinson. I have him on a couple of teams. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for this to work. However, I think Carolina is a little more functional right now. I think they have a little more of a cohesive offense. I actually really, really love the addition of Adam Thielen into there. I think that's going to be a huge difference maker, but I just don't think Atlanta has what it takes just yet. Okay. Um, Next up, we've got uh, Arizona at Washington, which might be one of the more unwatchable games of the day. I'm not sure if you understand, but uh, I think they'll give their uh, new owner the gift of a, a victory in their first game, Arizona. That just looks like a hot mess right now. Hopefully there's some fantasy value there, but you know, I feel bad for James Conner and Zach Ertz and some of the other veterans that are going to have to uh, endure this. But you know, I, I think if there's a silver lining, it's that they're not playing a better team week one. But uh, anyway, I think Washington will still win this pretty easily. Hopefully we'll get a better sense after this of, who their uh, lead running back is going to be, but uh, I'll go with Washington yeah. regardless, uh, 27-17. I'm going Washington 23-13, so I think this is going to be less uh, of a scoring match than you will, but I just, this Arizona team just, I, I don't really have words for how to describe them because I'm not entirely sure what is going to happen out there. I thought we knew, and then Colt McCoy got cut, so like, this is all kind of wishy-washy. People aren't healthy. I don't love it. Washington is also a pretty big question mark, but I feel like they have enough consistency of pieces that were there, and the coaching staff that's there I think is going to just work a little better. So I'm going to give them the edge at home, uh, let them get a little redemption. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see – I'm kind of curious to see. I mean, it almost seems like Arizona's tanking even before the season starts, it which would be unfortunate. And there are some places that are projecting Houston is awful, which I don't think will be as bad as 
they were last year, but that Arizona, since they have Houston's first pick next year, they could conceivably wind up with the first two picks in the draft, which would be the first time I think that would have happened in over 30 years. I think Indianapolis back in 1991 or so was the last team that had both of the first two picks in the draft. And, you know, but assuming they don't, they would have an interesting choice to make. Do they just sort of burn it down and start over with Caleb Williams the way they did when they picked Kyler Murray and gave uh, Josh Rosen his walking papers after a year? Or do they say, you know what, maybe we still have something in Kyler Murray and maybe we'll give him one of the best uh, wide receiver prospects in years and Marvin Harrison Jr. in the pick. But uh, anyway, it'll be interesting to, see how that plays out, but uh, I digress. So anyway, um, <laughs> next game up is one that has the potential to be one of the more interesting games of the day. It's the battle for Ohio. It's taking place in Cleveland. And the big X factor here for me is just which Deshaun Watson do we see? Do we see the Deshaun Watson that we saw last year, you know, looking tentative and like a, he had a lot of rust? Or do we see the Deshaun Watson that we saw back with you know, Houston three, four years ago. So I'm going to bet it's more Mm -hmm. the latter than the former, but I still think Cincinnati has just a little too much firepower here. So I'm going to go with Cincinnati to win this on the road, 34-27. I'm taking Cincinnati on the road as well, 24-20. Joe Burrow has a history of missing a lot of training camp and then coming and playing in at least very competitively close games, doesn't always win all of them, but I just don't think Cleveland is healthy enough. I still am not sure, like you said, which Deshaun Watson is going to play here. Are, are we overthrowing guys? Do we not know the playbook? Are we looking lost out there? Or do we have it a little more together? I'm hoping they have it a little more together. There's a, a good bit of talent here, but I need to see them actually be functional first. Cincinnati has a run game at least that can bail them out. If Joe Burrow can't move around great, his offensive line still scares the hell out of me. But I'm going to take him by by four in the Battle of Ohio. Okay, next we go to another uh, AFC North team, Baltimore, who's hosting the Houston Texans. Yeah, hopefully Houston will be better this year, but uh, Baltimore looks to me like they made some. Uh, good off-season moves, and Lamar Jackson has you know, got his contract situation resolved and they've got a couple receivers for him, you know, bringing in Odell Beckham Jr. and drafting his eight flowers. So I think this is going to be the start of a, you know, a really good offensive year, a new offensive uh, coordinator, too. So I, I like what they've done, and I think the early results will be very promising. Also, Baltimore 35, Houston 17. Okay. Um, Yeah, I went Baltimore 30, Houston 17, so we're right in the same zone. Uh, I'm all in on Baltimore this season. I'm all in on them. I think it's going to be a monster year. Please, please let Lamar Jackson stay healthy, but I think they have have pretty much all the right pieces they need here. Um, I'm going to feel a whole lot better if Mark Andrews gets himself to practice tomorrow, Uh, but either way, Baltimore is going to win this handily. Sorry, Houston, I think it gets better for you, but not week one. Hey, Jacksonville on the road at Indianapolis. Um, you know, this, this game could be a blowout, but I'll say that you know, maybe both teams have a little bit of early season jitters. But uh, Trevor Lawrence, to me, is the much more established uh, quarterback at this point than Anthony Richardson. I think that's going to be um, pretty clear. I think he also has a much better supporting cast. So I'll say Jacksonville 30, Indianapolis, the Jonathan Taylor list, Indianapolis Colts 20. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I wanted this game to be different, to be better, to be less chaotic everywhere, but I'm taking Jacksonville 28 and D20. Um, I don't I don't feel good about what Indy's doing without Jonathan Taylor. It's a whole lot to ask of Anthony Richardson um, and just way to put a whole crimp in the offseason. So Jacksonville, even though there are flaws there, I think are getting healthier. They're better prepared, and they came close last year, so they've got a taste of being a functional team, and I think they're going to keep rolling with it. Okay, next up are two teams that I think could go either way this year. They could both be really good or maybe not so good. Um, San Francisco, mm-hmm. a lot depends on whether Brock Purdy is back and healthy and whether he's as good as he was last year or not. That's a lot to ask for. But uh, anyway, I'm going to take the visiting 49ers over the home Steelers uh, 24-21 to open the season on the right point. Okay. I'm actually going to take the Steelers to win 27-24. I love that Brock Purdy's back. I'm not convinced that he is entirely healthy or that most of this team is entirely healthy and Nick Bosa is not going to be playing in this game. Um, Pittsburgh, you know, I think they're historically very good week one. They're great at spoiling people's openers. I think they're going to do it again. They're going to be at home. Kenny Pickett's going to look a little better. Not saying it's all right in the world, just that I think they have just enough juice to steal one in the fourth quarter. Okay, next up we've got Minnesota hosting Tampa Bay. Minnesota's defense is pretty awful last year. They tried to do some things to improve it this year, and then you know, Tampa Bay you know, replacing Tom Brady with uh, Baker Mayfield. I'm not real high on that, but uh, I think Minnesota's mm-hmm. going to win this one pretty easily. Uh, I'll say Minnesota 31, Tampa 20. I've got Minnesota 30, Tampa 21, so I think it's a little closer, but, like, not a whole lot closer. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's it's tough. I, I I want the again, it's another game I want to be different, and I don't love rooting for Kirk Cousins, but this, is, this Minnesota team is a better team than this Tampa Bay team is. I'm very curious to see how Tampa Bay comes out and plays against a good defense and a pretty good offense. I'm really thinking that, this is going to be a game that teaches us, us, us both about the teams, but I don't think Tampa is going to come close to being contending in this. Okay, um, New Orleans hosting Tennessee. This um, should be a pretty, uh, I think, a very ground-heavy game, but uh, New Orleans really liked the uh, Derek Carr signing, and I think he's going to get a win in his uh, home debut, I'll say, um, the Alvin Kamara with Saints 24 and the Derrick Henry uh, Titans uh, 17. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've got I've got almost the same score. I've got 21-17. I have Tennessee winning 21-17. I want this to work for Derek Carr. I also would really like Ryan Tannehill and the Titans to get this together, but. I don't think any of those things are really going to happen. I just think Tennessee overall has Derrick Henry and are a, a more imposing team at this time, and they're going to sneak one by here. I think this is not going to be the game of the week by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. Um, Green Bay on the road at Chicago. Of course, a lot of this depends on how good uh, Jordan Love is in his first extended uh, regular season action um, as a full-time starter. I'm going to say that he plays a little better than expected, and I think that's just good enough. I'll go with uh, Green Bay 27 at Chicago with 24. 
I'm picking Chicago to win this in a mini upset 24-17. I, Justin Fields is a known quantity. I'm with it. I loved what he was doing last year. He got banged up, kept playing through. Do I think the Chicago team is leaps and bounds better? No. Um, but do I think they are a little healthier and a little more of a team than Green Bay? Yes. And if I'm going to go Jordan Love or Justin Fields, I'm going Justin Fields. Taking him by a touchdown. No regrets. Hey, um, next week that's Seattle hosting the train wreck known as the Los Angeles Rams. Um, yeah, probably the less said about this game, the better. But uh, Geno Smith might not be as good this year as he was last year. But against this Rams team, that won't matter. I'll say Seattle 28, Rams 17. Is that Seattle 24, Rams 17? I, I'm really down on the Rams right now, and I'd like to be proven otherwise. But Seattle got younger and faster, and as long as Geno can get the ball down the field far enough, I think they're going to be just fine. Um, I The running back by committee concerns me a little bit, but I just this Rams team is not something to fear right now. The Raiders on the road against the Broncos, and, and the big question is, Kind of like with Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, with Russell Wilson going to be better his you know, second season in new surroundings. And I think he'll be better, but I still, even you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, I have more faith in him and his supporting cast with Devontae Adams um, than I do, and Josh Jacobs than I do in Denver. Uh, although I hope Devontae Williams is back from the knee injury. That would be a great story. But anyway, for the purposes of this game, I'm going to pick the Raiders 24-21 uh, in the Mile City. I'm actually going to take Denver 21-20 <laughs> to win at home. Despite the train wreck, I I mean, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. I just can't – prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. But in the meantime, I think that Russell Wilson has been publicly chastised enough that he's embarrassed, and maybe that prompts him to actually play like a quarterback he should be playing like. Um, they're a little healthier. Granted, they don't really have wide receivers, but the organization seems unconcerned with that the last five years. So, like, why start now? I'm taking Denver to win, probably a last-second field goal, but you know what? A win's a win. Um, he does have Sean Payton uh, as his head coach now, which is probably an improvement over last year, but we'll see. Yeah. So, does help. next one is one that I could see being the game of the day, and that's the Dolphins on the road against the Chargers to – Offenses that both uh, figure to be pretty good. Um, I'm going to go with Miami here. Might be a little bit of an upset, but uh, I'm going to pick them over Justin Herbert. I'll pick the two as 31 over the Justin Herbert's 28. All right. I mean, it was a tough one, but I actually am picking, I'm also taking Miami. I'm also taking the fighting two as and his Krav Maga classes in the off season to win 31-28, a close one. It's going to be high scoring, or at least one of the higher scoring games. But I think Miami's just got a ton of talent, and if Tua can not get it himself concussed, that would be amazing. Um, but barring that, I just the Chargers are good. I'm not saying they're a bad team by any stretch here. I just don't know if they can beat this Miami team that's mostly healthy. Right now we've got the Eagles at the Patriots, which you know, depends depending on whether Mac Jones plays well. This could be a really interesting game. Uh, again, who, who knows? First game of the season, but uh, I think you know, the Eagles. I don't. I think they had enough of personnel turnover and also losing their offensive and defensive coordinators. That I think there yeah. could be some 
you know, growing pains at the beginning of the season, but I still think you know, talent-wise they're much better than the Patriots. So I'll give um, the Eagles the you know, benefit of the doubt here and pick them 27-21. I actually I, I really almost talked myself into picking the Patriots here, but this Eagles team is very talented, and they do have the ability to put up points in bunches. Um it's the first time that Nick Sirianni is playing Bill Belichick. There's always that weirdness. You the first time you're playing him. And New England, the defense is going to be a, a problem for sure. But the fact that they've got 17 veteran running backs, maybe a few less than that, but it feels like 17 running backs in the backfield. They've got enough personnel to get in and out. I, I like you, I'm curious to see how having the two different coordinators is going to affect this. Is it going to be as cohesive? I don't think so, but I think they can do just enough and win 21-19. So that brings us to the Sunday evening game, our two teams matching up against each other. I think, you know, with Dallas, no question, they probably have more talent still than the Giants do. The thing that gives me a little bit of pause with Dallas is the new offensive coordinator and this stated philosophy that they want to be more conservative on offense. And the fact that they traded for a quarterback and didn't tell the coach or quarterback. (laughs) So, yeah, there's just, some dysfunction there that, you know, with the Giants, it's actually through years and years of dysfunction, it's kind of nice to see a general manager and, and a head coach that seem to be on the same page and, you know, they you know, have both of their coordinators back this year. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt on the continuity here. I'll say the Giants uh, 30 over the Cowboys 27. Well, that's nice of you. I'm going to go Dallas over the Giants, 27-23. I think it's a little lower scoring game. Things tend to be a little strange when these two play each other. They always bring out the best and the worst in each other. But I think Dallas uh, has a little sensitive proof, and (laughs) everyone in the world is telling them that. But as long as Trey Lance isn't playing quarterback at some point during this game, I think it'll be okay, and Dallas will sneak one out on the road. Okay, and then finally the Monday night game in that same stadium uh, 24 hours later, the New York Jets um, with their new shiny toy at quarterback and their shiny toys and defense and receivers and running backs and all. They host the Buffalo Bills, the perennial Super Bowl contenders who haven't uh, gotten there and won one yet. But uh, anyway, um, again, Aaron Rodgers, who knows, the last time they imported the quarterback in Green Bay that didn't go so well but uh, I think the Aaron Rodgers era whether it lasts a year or two years five years is going to get off to a good start here and I'll pick the Jets 27 over the Bills 24. I'm taking Buffalo 28-23 over the Jets yes they they've had all the pomp and the circumstance um, but now you're playing with all the eyes on you all the lights you're at home you're on prime time Buffalo's got some some things to prove to themselves and they are without a couple of key pieces, especially on defense, but I think they're going to come in and they're going to start scoring early and often. Yes, it won't be as high scoring as it should be because the Jets defense is going to actually slow them down some, but Aaron Rodgers hasn't worked out with these guys a whole heck of a lot. And I don't think that's going to be something you can totally ignore and isn't going to affect this in some way. I just, I think Buffalo's got more in the tank, and I I think they can win. They can win kind of handily. Okay, so uh, what are your DFS uh, tips for this week? Yes, so as promised, 
you know how to start the no-brainers, your $8,000, $9,000 guys, the ones who you want starting on your regular team. Great. We're going to give you some value picks so that you can afford some of those players. Just a couple of guys you might not be thinking about, might not be thinking hard enough about. Um, at quarterback, Geno Smith, I mean, he's look at those wide receivers. Look how far and fast they're going to run. It's going to be great. Derek Carr, uh, never been afraid to throw the ball, and he's got a couple of guys downfield who can catch it now, we're hoping. Desmond Ritter, I think, is interesting. Yes, I'm not picking the Falcons to win the game, but I think he is going to be a key part of that offense. Um, at running back, Cam Akers, I think, is interesting, as well as A.J. Dillon, Raheem Mostert, and Brian Robinson, Jr., Wide receivers, Tyler Lockett, can't go wrong there. Really, any of the receivers. Christian Watson, I think, has a chance for a big game. DJ Moore, Chris Godwin, despite that he's on a lower a losing team this week, still going to have points. Tight end, really liking David Onjoku. The value, you really can't get better than that right now. And at defense, the commanders are a very good buy. So there's certainly value to be had. Um, you're going to have a lot of closer games this week, which means there's a, a more options uh, as we get kind of the cream rises, some of these will go away as, as weeks go on. But we've given you everything here to guide you to victory in any sense of your fantasy football world or just, you know, general water cooler trash talk. We've got you covered. Uh, so in the meantime, if you need any questions, you have any questions, you need help, come find us all over social media. We're happy to start and sit questions with you. Um, waiver wire options, whatever you need. We love talking football. You can find us on the artist formerly known as Twitter, now X, at the number four THN Inches Show. You can email us at the number four THN Inches Show at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And if you miss us just that much, you can also find us on uh, our personal accounts at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. We'll be back with you next Tuesday night at our normal time from 8 to 9 to p.m. Eastern time. So thank you so much for listening. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. <laughs>